0: There's no secret formula for better customer service, but there is the all new service hub from HubSpot, bringing service and support together in one powerful platform so you could deliver the best experiences possible and free up a rep's time with an AI-powered help desk. Also, you can easily support and grow your customer base. Secrets out, everybody. Service hub is a game changer. Visit HubSpot.com service to learn more.
1: What's going on, everyone? It's Friday, September 9th. I'm Zachary Crockett. I'm here with Juliet bennett Riley and Jacob Cohen, and you're listening to The Hustle Daily Show. bit of a special episode today. We're, we're all sitting together in a hotel room in Boston and uh, it's a rare occasion that we're all here in person together in the same room. Yeah, Literally in a hotel room. Literally yeah. in my hotel room. Huddled around the
0: beds. Yeah, we've got a nice view
1: of the Westin outside the window. Uh, yeah. uh, the pool, which is out of commission, getting some kind of pump change. Uh, out of commission. Nice. Yeah, classic Boston taxi cabs downstairs in the streets yeah. that'll rip you off going from the airport to your hotel. So today we are talking about cool hunters and that is not cool hunters like as in dudes with guns wearing gray bands. <laughs> It's one word, cool hunters. And in the nascent days of YouTube, this small cadre of trend-setting employees were basically tasked with identifying and featuring videos with hit potential. And this little team was responsible for many of the early internet videos that are now famous today. Juliet's going to break that down for us. But before we get into that, let's just take a quick look at business and tech news around the web today.
0: All right. So in today's news, first things first, doesn't exactly have to do with the usual business and tech news we discuss on this show. But I do want to mention the Queen of England, Queen Elizabeth, passed away at the age of 96 yesterday. She was probably one of, if not the most widely recognized woman in the world. We have a lot of readers and probably some listeners over there and our thoughts are with all of them. Moving along from that, Amazon CEO Andy Jassy said the company will not ask corporate workers to return to their offices, aligning them with Meta, but not Google. He said he does think there are some things that are harder to do remotely, like inventing things, and that the company will continue to experiment with work setups, so we'll see what that looks like. Up next, police in cities across the United States are attributing a surge in Kia and Hyundai thefts to social media challenges, of course they are, built around how easy it apparently is to steal certain models. The models include some Kia vehicles built between 2011 and 2021 and Hyundais built between 2016 and 2021 that lack a chip that would prevent them from starting when a key is not present. In Chicago, 601 Kias and Hyundais were reported stolen in August, compared with 58 in August of 2021. Moving along, you know how you get those green bubbles on your iPhone if you start texting someone with an Android? It's a real pain in the ass for users on both sides, to the point where Google has actually been running a massive marketing campaign campaigning Apple to swap technologies to improve users' experience all around well, Apple CEO Tim Cook was asked by someone who explained his mother can't see the videos he sends her because the interoperability of these technologies makes these videos blurry. And Cook responded that the guy should just buy his mom an iPhone. Uh, I guess he's just being very straightforward, saying that Apple has no interest in changing up that tech. In other news, Uber Eats and the autonomous vehicle manufacturer Neuro are partnering on driverless food deliveries in Texas and California this fall. Each of the compact vehicles can carry nearly 500 pounds of food. That's a lot of food being driven around by no one. Also, GM's Chevy Equinox 2024 EV will hit the market this fall for $30,000, much cheaper than the $66,000 average for EVs right now. And finally, it's corn. Tariq, the super viral seven year old known as Corn Kid, thanks to his now widely seen YouTube interview and TikTok song, has been named South Dakota's official corn ambassador. Listen, we said it from the beginning. Big corn is behind this kid and this whole trend. We have no doubt about it. Big corn, a powerful lobby. Watch out for them.
1: All right, and with that, let's get back to the main story. All right. So I guess to start, really like, how did you come across this story? I never knew this team existed.
2: So this is a great article in The Atlantic by Mark Bergen. It's definitely worth a read. Yeah. I mean, the same. This is the first time I've ever heard about this, like, actual group of human beings and not an algorithm trying to figure out what's cool on the Internet.
1: Right. And like, what is the backstory here?
2: So basically, like in the early days of YouTube, whatever was on the featured homepage was just kind of put there by engineers and what, whatever they liked. There wasn't like a whole lot of rhyme or reason to it. And then at some point, Verizon and Apple, Apple was about to come up with the iPhone. They both wanted a more curated YouTube homepage to feature on their phones. Ah. Mm-hmm. And so YouTube had just been acquired by Google and they hired this former iTunes manager, Mia Cueglioreo, I think is how you say it?
0: Mia
1: Cuegliereo. It's quite a name.
2: Yeah, and she was basically tasked with building a team of curators. So she hired a bunch of people, included people who were YouTubers themselves, radio DJs, um, a a, a journalist. And basically they just scoured YouTube looking for videos with hit potential. And then when they found something that they liked, they would put it on the featured videos banner and wow. then they would switch them out every four hours. So they were constantly finding like, this musician is really amazing and could be really good or this comedian is really funny or, or just mm. stuff like that.
1: So today we know YouTube for its algorithm, <laughs> yeah, especially in kind of a negative sense. YouTube's algorithm has gotten a lot of heat for, you know, feeding people more of what they already see for radicalizing people. But in these early days, it was literally just these individual tastemakers looking at links and deciding what to put on the front page. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and they would look at other blogs and websites people were actually encouraged to submit their videos. They would kind of give them guidelines on what they were looking for, and people would email them and be like, check out my video.
1: (laughs) That's
0: cool.
2: Which included Justin Bieber's mother. Yeah, yeah.
1: (laughs) Justin Bieber's mom was one of the... Mm -hmm. Justin Bieber's mom.
2: (laughs) Yeah, and as you know, Justin Bieber, now a superstar, thanks to YouTube.
0: Wait, who's Justin Bieber? (laughs) I'm just joking. You're from a parallel
2: dimension where his mom never emailed and therefore he was never discovered.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so what happened with this team over time?
2: So, it was really cool for a while, but then, um, you know, they lost their jobs to machines, sure, uh, right. the algorithm. Basically, the algorithm was just cheaper. You know, YouTube was expanding to other countries and they would yeah. have had to build teams there and the software was cheaper and it was hard to measure the impact that the team had. So now when you look at YouTube, it's basically an algorithm that is telling you what you should watch, which in my case is ASMR and cavities.
0: Yeah, ASMR cat videos. Yeah. <laughs> I'm nice. pretty sure... Justin Bieber's baby was either the first or one of the first videos on YouTube to get over a billion views. Yeah.
2: wow,
0: uh, Which yeah. is neat. Mm-hmm. And I guess it all started with this team. But I, what I think is interesting here is like, I feel like nowadays we're kind of coming full circle and you're seeing people in some ways we do some of this, mm-hmm. uh, but you're seeing a lot of people do more curation again mm-hmm. because there's so much more content out there that you kind of need people mm-hmm. Um picking through the weeds even with the algorithm still like identifying
1: more niche things that people might want to see right Right. absolutely it's kind of (laughs) neat yeah like who else is doing this right now can you think of any human curators that are out there are you just thinking like the boom in kind of curated link newsletters and all that like kind of tastemakers who can sift through the noise for us oh yes
0: definitely on apple music and spotify like you'll see a playlist curated by yeah some influencer or some character, right, you know, right. in that sense. And that's the songs that they like. You know, it's not necessarily an algorithm spitting them out.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, well, there's entire websites that just exist for this, like uh, Board Panda, I think Boing Boing maybe is another one where it's just like cool stuff they saw on the internet. Um, right,
1: dig. Yeah. <laughs> I like
2: a newsletter called Stuff I Saw on the Internet.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What a name. <laughs> it's just yeah.
2: stuff she, Cat Angus, yeah. saw on the internet that she thinks is cool.
0: Yeah, right. The Land of Random is a good one.
2: hmm
1: Interesting. So what are some of the hits that came out of this? Like, would we recognize any of them?
2: (laughs) So I guess some of the early people who were featured, one was Donald Glover. You may know him Mm. from the show Community or you may know him as Childish Gambino. Uh Um, Both great. I love Childish Gambino and everything he's ever done (laughs) as an actor. And he was like on YouTube doing like a, a skit. And then also apparently Peter Bjorn and John, they're like a Swedish indie rock band that was featured at one point.
1: Interesting. Um,
2: So yeah, a lot of really interesting and diverse selections here, ranging from like all different types of influencers and comedy and entertainment and then I guess at one point, like, do you remember that Chocolate Rain song?
1: Chocolate Rain? Of course. Yeah. Tay Zonday.
2: Yeah. You're going to, we're going to have to show it to Are we allowed to, you. to
1: cut in a clip <laughs> of Tay Zonday here? We're going to have to make
2: you watch it. Yeah, I'll watch so it. So apparently after Chocolate Rain went viral, the curation team basically changed all of the videos on the homepage to be people who were also making tributes to Chocolate Rain or covers <laughs> of Chocolate Rain. Okay. Which is like, I mean, you see that on TikTok. Like, someone will do something. The guy will be skateboarding with his ocean spray juice and his Fleetwood Mac song. And then, like, other people will make similar videos. And then, like, those will start popping up. Corn
1: kid. Everything on the internet's corn kid. They were
0: doing the work of the algorithm before the algorithm Mm exists.
1: Yeah, Yeah. that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Yeah, like, these people, they were kind of like weird quasi-talent scouts almost. Mm -hmm. Like, if I had discovered... Chocolate Rain or even like a Justin Bieber video in the early days, like I'd kind of want to cut of the action for yes. they're doing a lot of the publicity work. And I mean, it, it takes skill to identify things that are going to hit on a big scale. Mm-hmm.
0: I think now they kind of still have this, like especially YouTube and other big platforms have creator programs where they have to do a lot of this identifying right. potential. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> you know? it's a hard job. I mean, it's hard to identify a trend or a hit. It's basically what we try to do every week is write stories that, that hit and sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. It would be funny to see like some of these cool makers like fails. Were there any videos that they thought were going to be huge that just like completely fell flat?
0: Yeah. I
2: guess we'd never know about them. We'd know. We'd never yeah. Know. They
0: get rid of them very quickly. Yeah. <laughs> they blacklist like- them.
2: I don't know like I feel like a milkshake duck kind of thing where you're like this person's gonna be so cool and then you find out they're really terrible and you're like oh no I can't promote any more of these videos
1: in this Atlantic article though the Justin Bieber story was pretty fascinating they were saying that basically one way you could get a hold of these cool hunters was just send them a link via email Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. and Justin Bieber's mom would just incessantly send this link over and over and over and over and say check out my son check out my son and they didn't want to feature him because they didn't like doing cover songs. Right. Um, And like
2: everyone acknowledged that he was amazing, but they're like, oh, but what if he had his own song instead of his like (laughs) Alicia Keys cover?
1: Right. And then I guess a YouTube employee at the time said, you know, Justin Bieber was essentially two videos away from showing up in everyone's feed, like in the algorithm- He was just two clicks away on average from everyone seeing him, but he didn't quite hit the algorithm. Uh, he was just barely there.
0: Wow. So if, it's interesting because if Justin Bieber's mom, I guess, hadn't pestered a little bit, could be a different story today, <laughs> you know? Yeah.
2: I actually looked up how was Justin Bieber discovered, and I guess uh, Scooter Braun, a talent scout, found him and said that he had clicked on the video accidentally, so it must have popped huh. up. Really? And then he clicked on it and was like, I don't want to click. Oh, I meant to click on this, but then like saw his talent, all the stars aligned for Justin Bieber. (laughs)
0: Really did. They really did. Uh, Yeah, it is interesting because if you look at TikTok, the For You page, it's called For You, right? Like it's an algorithm that's designed based on a lot of different things to feed you videos that uh, it thinks you will probably enjoy watching. But even deeper than that, a lot of times within the For You page, you'll get videos from TikTok curators who spend their days creating TikToks about trending TikToks or TikToks that have potential to go viral or are interesting. So it's just, we've gotten to this point now, we've come all the way from (laughs) the early days of YouTube, where there was a team of people identifying totally unknown videos Mm -hmm. um, and kind of amplifying them to now where videos are so easily amplified and may already be amplified so much that people need to curate and sort through them Hmm. uh, to try to like redirect them to the people who want to see them.
1: Yeah. I think too, there's like an interesting discussion here about how like cool is basically just manufactured. It's basically Mm -hmm. like, there's really no such thing. Like there's this really famous academic study that was done where a researcher had a page with 12 clips of audio, like 10 second audio clip of different bands playing a song And in the first version of the scenario, he had respondents go in and all the songs had zero votes. And you just listen to all 12 and you vote for your favorite one. And in the second version of the study, he gave one of the songs like 12 likes. Mm -hmm. You could see that it already had 12 likes and the other ones had zero. Mm. And in the first version, that song wasn't popular at all. It didn't get any clicks. But in the second version where it already had 12 likes... Everybody voted for that song. So they voted for it solely because it was already popular. Yeah. Like they saw that other people had liked it and they liked it too solely for that reason. Yeah. Not because it was a good song or because it stood out. Yeah. And that really was the power that YouTube yielded with these early cool makers too. Once something is on that homepage, it can just exponentially go up from there. Right.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, something I've seen on this is nowadays on YouTube, you're seeing celebrities start YouTube pages, start podcasts, and they film them and put the videos on YouTube. And obviously they get a ton of views because they already have big names. But there are some people like Bo Burnham. He doesn't love this general trend because he comes from a time where any random Mm -hmm. Joe schmo would create something, post it on YouTube, and people would have to discover it and find it, which is totally different. It was almost
1: like a meritocracy of videos or something.
0: (laughs) And now it's like if you have a name and you post a video, you'll get a lot of views, which is great, but it's just a very different experience. Yeah, it's a really interesting point.
2: You know, there are a couple of websites. There's one for Spotify. I think it's called Forgotify. Oh, really? <laughs> and there's another for YouTube. I don't remember what it's called, but it will only show you songs or videos that have almost no likes, no watches, mm. whatever. So if you really want the underbelly of these platforms so that you can be the cool hunter, wow. you can kind of use these other sites to eliminate everything that's getting upvoted or, or sponsored.
1: Wow. That's cool. Very cool. I wonder if Chocolate Rain is in there. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's at the bottom of the pile now. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. That's going to do it for us today. Thanks for tuning into the Hustle Daily Show. We're a proud part of the HubSpot Podcast Network. Our editor is Robert Hartwig and our executive producer is Darren Clark, who just happens to be sitting in the cell teller with us <laughs> right now. If you liked what you heard today, we've got a lot more of it over in our free newsletter, the Co. Go check it out. And we'll catch you all next week.